Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my NBA trade deadline episode, all the trades that went down just before the deadline, including some big moves from the Dallas Mavericks, also the Phoenix Suns, and my New York Knicks. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And guys, this is the NBA trade deadline episode. So I'll cover all the trades that went down. There were actually 16, no, make that 17 trades, guys, that went down. Some are minor, some pretty major. So let's get into it, guys. All right, so we will start with the Detroit Pistons acquiring Simone Fontecchio. They got him from the Utah Jazz, and in return, they got Kevin Knox, the draft rights to Gabrielle Proceda, and a 2024 second-round pick. I was talking with a buddy of mine, friend of the show, D, talking about Kevin Knox, who initially came in the league, drafted by the Knicks, He's on his fourth team, guys. Such a young player, now like a journeyman in the NBA. He's shown flashes, but seemed like he hasn't been able to stick. And now he goes to a situation in Utah where, of course, your main guy is Laurie Markkinen, so you're playing behind him. Doesn't seem like it's much opportunity over there for him. But Detroit gets a guy like Fontecchio, a long-range shooter. He's a forward. Somebody with some promise, and Monty Williams over there, he's just throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what'll stick, so why not take a chance on this guy? Detroit, making a little move there, and then let's move on with more Detroit news. They acquire Daniel House Jr., along with a 2024 second-round pick, that's via the Knicks, and then return for the Philadelphia 76ers. It's to be announced. And for the Sixers, basically, they're trying to avoid paying the luxury tax. So that's what that deal is about in a nutshell. Daniel House Jr., again, another player. Monty gets to mix and match and see who'll stick around, who won't. Right now, they're just trying to find pieces to fill in over there. Let us move on. The Boston Celtics acquire Xavier Tillman. A guy who's a power forward slash center. So that'll be a help over there for them. Especially with a guy like Kristaps Porzingis. Who of course, you know, sometimes you have to spell and load manage him. Also, he's a guy who could give Jason Tatum a blow as well. So good pickup there. Guy who can defend. And in return, Boston sends to the Memphis Grizzlies. Forward Lamar Stevens. A 2027 second round pick that they got via Atlanta. And then a 2030 second round pick that they got via the Dallas Mavericks. Also, Boston acquires Jayton Springer from the Philadelphia 76ers. And then Philly in return gets a second round pick. Again, Philadelphia trying to avoid that luxury tax. So they're shipping off guys. Jayton Springer, a young player. We'll see how he fits in over there with Boston. More Detroit trades. 
They were pretty busy in this trade deadline, guys. They send Monty Morris, backup point guard, who really hasn't played much for them this year. They send him to Minnesota, and in return, Detroit gets Shake Milton, forward Troy Brown Jr., and they get a second-round pick in 2023. So Shake Milton, it didn't quite work out over there with the Timberwolves for him, but he goes to a situation in Detroit. Detroit is guard heavy now, so we'll see how Shake fits in over there. Troy Brown, another player, not sure how he fits in over there, but we'll see. Monty Williams being the mad scientist over there with all these different pieces. So let us move on from there. The Toronto Raptors. They acquire Kelly Olenek as well as Ochi Abaji from the Utah Jazz. And in return, they send forward Otto Porter Jr. as well as Kira Lewis Jr., who they just got, by the way, in a previous trade. And then also, they'll get a 2024 first-round pick. But this is the way it shakes out. It's got to be the least of Oklahoma City Thunder, LA Clippers, or Houston Rockets 5 through 30, and also Utah 11 through 30. So kind of a bizarre situation here, but whatever's the least among these four teams, that pick will belong to the Utah Jazz. Toronto in return, they get a guy at Olenek who's actually Canadian. You like that for them. He's a guy, he's a stretch five. He can bring it out and drop it from long distance. He can play inside as well. Veteran talent. And you're getting a young guy in Abaji that you can kind of figure out where he fits into all that. I see old Nick definitely seeing some playing time over there, that's for sure. Abaji, we'll see how he fits over there. So that's the one trade for Toronto. And Toronto makes another deal, guys. In this deal, they send Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to the Brooklyn Nets. In return, they receive Spencer Dinwiddie, who, oh, by the way, they end up buying out. And Spencer Dinwiddie ends up with the L.A. Lakers. Talk about landing on your feet. Wow. Toronto, and pretty much a salary dump, guys. That's what I equate this to, a salary dump. And then for the Brooklyn Nets, you get a guy like Schroeder. Schroeder's a guy who he'll definitely be your point guard right now. Probably your starting point guard at this point. I don't see Dennis Smith Jr. pushing him out the pain in that regard. So Dennis Schroeder will end up being the point guard over there. But you know you still have a guy like Ben Simmons who's actually back healthy now. I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with him. And then Thaddeus Young, who they buy out. And Thaddeus Young ends up with the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns getting some veteran help in the front court with Thaddeus Young. So, with that said, let us move on to the next deal. The Charlotte Hornets finally deal Gordon Haywood. It's been in the talks for a while, guys, but they were finally able to do it. They're sending him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And in exchange for him, they're sending out point guard Trey Mann. A guy they signed from overseas, Vasiljevic Nichik. 
also Davis Bertan, Stacen, and some draft compensation as well to the Charlotte Hornets. So Gordon Haywood goes to a pretty good situation, to be honest with you, with what the Thunder is doing this year. How he fits in there, I imagine they're going to bring him off the bench, guys. Mark Dagnall, I don't see him altering his lineup to accommodate Haywood. So Haywood will be a guy coming off your bench, giving them punch. He could play forward. He can play shooting guard if need be. I think it's a pretty good pickup, given what they're doing right now in the league. Having a veteran like this definitely can't hurt, that's for sure. Sure, you're giving up a guy like Trey Mann. I mean, his way is kind of blocked with Josh Giddy, but we'll see what kind of opportunity he gets over there. Right now, LaMelo Ball, he's still out, so you're going to need some guard help, so... I'd be interested to see how Steve Clifford uses Trey Mann right away in what capacity. And the other pieces, we'll see how that goes as well. I say good trade for the Oklahoma City Thunder to get a guy like Gordon Hayward. A guy who, you know, he has the injury history and so forth. I think it's low risk, high reward if Hayward's able to give them substantial minutes off the bench and be healthy as well. Let us move on. The Philadelphia 76ers acquiring Buddy Heald. And they get him from the Indiana Pacers in return for forward Marcus Morris. Also for Con Korsmat and three second round picks. Buddy Heald's a guy. He's a long distance sniper. Somebody that they could definitely use, especially if you get a healthy MB back, which we'll see what happens with that. When you got a guy like him, a guy like Tyrese Maxey launching it from deep, that's a big help. And what Indiana ends up doing, they flip Marcus Morris and they send him to San Antonio along with a 2029 second round pick. That they got via the L.A. Clippers. And in return they receive Doug McDermott. So Doug McBuckets goes to Indiana. A place he once played for by the way. And Marcus Morris now with the San Antonio Spurs. A place where he could probably squeeze in and get some playing time over there. Let us move on. Dallas made a couple of deals. They acquire center Daniel Galford from the Washington Wizards. In return, Dallas sends center Richard Holmes along with draft compensation. Galford, I think he starts right away over there for the Dallas Mavericks. I understand they have Derek Lively there, the rookie. But I believe he has a nasal issue. So you're going to need somebody in the middle there. Galford's a guy... He's been highly efficient this year. Very good rebounder. A leaper, can leap out the gym. He's amongst the league leaders in block shots. So, excellent pickup for the Dallas Mavericks. And they weren't done. They also acquire P.J. Washington from the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for forward Grant Williams. So, the Grant Williams experiment in Dallas is now over. And they also get Seth Curry who, oh, by the way, his dad, Del Curry, once played for the Charlotte Hornets. And Seth Curry has 
requested his dad's number as he plays over there for the Hornets. So pretty cool thing in this deal. And also they get a 2027 first round pick from Dallas. As far as Grant Williams goes, I know he's punching the air right now because he's now not in the same town as his girl. I'm using air quotes again. Sato Sabali. But this is an opportunity for Grant, though. This is an open opportunity for him to get in there, get some power forward minutes over there, and contribute. And for Dallas, you're getting a guy who can be your power forward. He can slide at center if need be. He's a guy who was up and down with the Hornets, but definitely a talent. Dallas definitely shored up, got a bit bigger with this deal. Very good deal for Dallas on both counts. Then we move on. Philly, still not done, guys. They send Patrick Beverly to the Milwaukee Bucks. And in return, they receive from the Bucks Cameron Payne, the backup point guard there, as well as a 2027 second round pick. Guys, this one was a head scratcher. I didn't understand this one at all. Philly, you're a team in the East that's trying to claw your way to the top and you help your rival get exactly what they need, which is defensive help in Patrick Beverly. I didn't get this. I didn't get this one bit. It's great for Milwaukee. You get the guy like Patrick Beverly. Mind you, he's long in the tooth, but he's still a guy. He's a dog. He'll come in. He'll defend the point guard position, how he blends in with that locker room over there. Pat Bev can be a little prickly, (laughs) to say the least. He has to grow on you, that's for sure, because he has that personality there. It'll be very interesting to see how he mesh in that locker room. That's what I'm most curious about. But hey, Doc Rivers at this point, he needs all the help he can get, especially on the defensive end. So we'll see how this shakes out. But for Philly, I still don't understand how you make this type of deal. I get it. I understand Cameron Payne. He's a younger guy, much younger than Beverly. I guess I see it in that regard. Then you get a draft pick out of it. So there's that. And then Milwaukee wasn't done. This is a move that perplexed me even further. You send Robin Lopez to the Sacramento Kings. In exchange, you get cash in the draft rights to Demetrios Agravanis. Now, you're a team that needs defense. Robin Lopez plays defense well from the center position. I didn't understand this. I mean, probably he wasn't getting all the minutes over there that he would probably like and that the team would probably like to give him. But he was a guy, you know, who could defend the paint. And you send him out, I get this. But Sacramento, they get a guy now who can be a backup to DeMontis Sabonis over there. So I get it in that regard for them. For Sacramento, it's a nice little deal. You know, nothing ground-shaking, but I just didn't get it for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's that deal. Indiana wasn't through making deals. They acquired Corey Joseph, a backup point guard. They got him from the Gold State Warriors, and they sent to them a second-round pick. The year to be determined. Indiana, you get a backup to the backup of Therese Hollyburton. So I guess he'll be the backup to TJ McConnell over there. 
And for Golden State, this is kind of a salary dump. And then you have Portland. They acquire Delano Banton. And they got him from Boston in return. Boston gets a heavily protected second round pick. Year to be determined. Got two more to talk about, guys. Phoenix Suns. Talked about them getting Thaddeus Young in a buyout. They actually get in a three-team deal. Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. O'Neal with the Brooklyn Nets. Roddy with the Memphis Grizzlies. So these are two guys. Roddy's a young player with promise. Royce O'Neal is a 3 and D guy. He's a guy who can come in and defend something that Phoenix definitely needs there. He'll definitely be a help to them. Brooklyn gets Jordan Goodwin, Keita Bates-Diop, and three second-round picks, two of which are coming from the Memphis Grizzlies. So Brooklyn helping themselves out in that regard in terms of draft capital and a couple of players. You can kind of see what you have in them. And then Memphis, they get Utah Watanabe, and they got him from Phoenix, and also Shemezi Metu. Watanabe, he's a guy who can launch it from deep. He's a threat from three-point range. And Metu, he's a big, he can play the power or the center position. The Grizzlies probably did need the long-distance help, so that could be a help to them also, but... Phoenix loading up, getting defensive players that they're going to need for the stretch run, that's for sure. And then the last deal I'll talk about, my New York Knicks acquire Bojan Bogdanovich as well as Alec Burks from the Detroit Pistons in exchange. They finally deal Evan Fournier, somebody who was rumored to be traded, Quentin Grimes as well. Point guard Malachi Flynn and Ryan Archionato, as well as two second round picks. For the Knicks, you get long distance shooting guys. Both guys here, Bogdan Bogdanovich, a 40% three point shooter, Alec Burks, a 39% three point shooter. You get guys who give you firepower, big time, whether it's coming off the bench or starting. Bogdanovich right now, he's coming off the bench for them so far. Alec Burks, a bench guy. He's been here before, guys. He was a Tibbs favorite. I mentioned him when I was talking about the Knicks possibly acquiring someone. And lo and behold, Burks is back. But guys, remember, he ain't going to use them like he used them before. He'll be strictly a bench guy, a guy that he needs coming off the bench, giving them firepower. That's Burke's calling card, giving you scoring punch off the bench. He can also defend a little bit as well. So, And then now, you're really deep, guys. You have a deep team now. You're still waiting for guys like OG Ananobi to come back. Also, Julius Randle. And from the reports I'm hearing... Mitchell Robinson will resume basketball activities after the All-Star break, so he may be coming back soon. You right now have Hartenstein on the sideline. You just got Jericho Sims back. Once you get these pieces healthy, guys, 
the Knicks are going to be a problem, guys. And I'm happy to be saying that. They will be a problem in the East. So let's see what Tibbs can do. He's got the pieces now. So let's see if he can make this push here come playoff time. And, of course, down the stretch of the season. Happy times to be a Knicks fan right now. So, and I'm here for it. All right, guys. So that'll do it for this episode. Again, I wanted to do a trade deadline episode, so we got that in the books. Guys, All-Star break is soon approaching. I'll tell you about the All-Star Saturday and everything that's going on and so forth. And some other bit of news as well. So, guys, I thank you for listening as always. You know how to get to me. All Things Basketball with GD.com. That's the website. Also on YouTube, I'm there. Apple Podcasts, I'm there. Write in, leave reviews, guys. I welcome the reviews, whether it be on the website, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, whether it be on YouTube. Like the videos on YouTube as well, and all that good stuff. All right, guys, with that said, I thank you for listening, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website, allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email us at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also, listen and watch us on YouTube, All Things Basketball GD. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also, write a blurb about our show. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Leave a review for us at Apple. On the website, you can support us by hitting the Buy Me a Coffee button, support on Anchor button, or donate on PayPal. You can also support us by our cash app, GD That Sports Dude. Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting the show, and do take care.